From VT Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, Burlington High School has begun its first full school year in a converted downtown department store after toxic chemicals were found throughout the old school building last fall. The school board is now working to choose a location for a new campus. But in the meantime, where does that leave the current crop of BHS students? Our reporter Grace Benninghoff has the story. It's early September, and the second week of school is underway at Burlington High. In the halls. The entire student body is back on campus for the first time since the pandemic began. You know, after you're remote for so long, your idea and your mindset towards school just changes a little bit. So when you're back in person, you know, that mindset is still not where it used to be. (laughs) The biggest challenge for me was definitely how optional telelearning seemed to be. Because, like, all you have to do is, like, kind of roll out of bed and click a button on your computer. And then, like, you can turn your camera off and be like, that's class for me today. And, like, just stay muted for the entire time. Being able to, like, talk to my teachers about things that, like, weren't school-related. Because on Google Meets, you never really had time. And, like, actually, like, being able to, like, connect and, like, show your personality. Not through a screen. Since March 2020, students at BHS and across the country have been adjusting to new types of learning. Remote learning hybrid learning, then back to learning in the classroom, then remote learning again. Schools have been on what's become something of a familiar roller coaster in which they adjust, reopen. We had all of our safety protocols figured out. We figured out how they were going to flow around the building, how we were going to make our classrooms work. We had moved desks. We had redone all of our instructional pieces so that we could do them in that hybrid model. And then close. And we were then required to close the school down and go fully remote. But for BHS, the problem wasn't just the pandemic. And the solution was a bit unorthodox. There definitely was a period of time when we first got the space where we were just trying to guess what departments the classrooms used to be a part of. And we got pretty close to some of them. It's been pretty fun. People are still trying to guess in some areas. The library has like a bunch of back shelves in it. And we've kind of been like, was that supposed to be like the lingerie and women's section? Or was it just like random house cleaning stuff? They left the Michael Kors sign where the old store used to be and then added cafe, and that's our cafeteria. Chicken patty, but then probably other food. Chicken patties. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been in math class, and then I can hear the escalator running, and it's just that quiet murmur, and I'm like, yeah, this, is, like, this feels like a department store. Coming back to school in 2021 means masks, hand sanitizer, and for Burlington High School students, learning in what used to be a Macy's department store. Here's how they got there. In March 2020, BHS, like most schools in the country, shut down because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Then, last September, they prepared to welcome students back. 
We were engaged in a lot of COVID protocols, making sure that our school was safe, getting the plexiglass that we needed, ensuring that we had hand sanitizer, like preparing for a new normal school year. That's Lauren McBride the principal of BHS. On the first day of school for us, which was a Wednesday, and so Wednesday in the hybrid model was a fully remote day. Our teachers were introducing themselves to their classes online, um, getting to know their students remotely. Meanwhile, the school was preparing for some renovations. It was an old building with a leaky roof, and it hadn't been updated in a long time. Since students would only be in the building a few days a week, it seemed like perfect timing. The school was doing some air quality testing to prepare, and then... We received a call from the Department of Health um, letting us know that the levels of PCBs that were found in the high school were higher than the Vermont and the national average. PCBs are chemicals that were used in some old building materials, especially back in the 1960s when the school was built. And it turned out they'd been used in the window caulkings that hard, bubbly, plastic-looking stuff that secures windows into the walls. Eventually, those chemicals made their way into the air. We had to call a faculty meeting at 3 o'clock to let our faculty know and then reach out to our community that night to let them know that we would not be able to return in person. And all of that happened on the first day of school. Here's Dan Hagen, a history teacher at BHS. The rumor mill started to circulate, like, what's going on? We don't usually get these all-hands-on-deck meetings. Um, But that's where we found out at around 4 p.m. that the next day would not be happening as we had expected and we would be uh, not going back into that building. Those first few weeks, there was some hope that this would just be a temporary thing, that there might be an easy fix. In fact, Superintendent Tom Flanagan was optimistic. I even told the whole girls soccer team uh, that, you know, it was looking good to get back in. That was my my rookie mistake um, because I quickly learned after convening with the EPA and the Department of Health that They were really concerned, and so we ended up closing. PCBs are carcinogens, and the administration soon discovered there's no easy way to get rid of them, especially when they're embedded in the walls of a building. If the high school were to convene in person again, the campus on Institute Road, where the school had been since the 1960s, wouldn't be an option. Ever. Then we got shut down, just like that. As teachers and students muddled through another semester of remote learning, this time not because of the pandemic, but because of PCBs, school officials started searching for a new space to hold classes. It was a tall order. The building would have to comfortably fit the entire student body, plus teachers, faculty, and staff, while allowing for social distancing. It would also need to have good ventilation. There were a lot of different things happening like behind the scenes of like, well, where are we going to go? Because we can't be remote forever. Pretty soon, rumors about where the new temporary high school would be started circulating. One of my buddies came out of a meeting and he was tipped off that, um, you know, one of the places they're looking at was Macy's. There were other speculation that, you know, it might be the old Hannaford's on Shelburne Road or um, that somehow UVM was going to make us a building. But according to Tom Flanagan, there was only one site they ever really considered. Only one spot that met all their requirements. We looked around and what we found was that really this was the only site that had the square footage that we needed and had a blank footprint uh, that would allow us to build and to be able to get in within months. The site 
was an abandoned Macy's department store in downtown Burlington. It's walking distance from shops and restaurants, two stories tall, and rumor has it where Bernie Sanders bought new suits before his 2016 presidential bid. Someone um, had told me about it, and I thought it was a joke at first. And I was like, oh, haha, that's funny. You know, the old Macy's, what are we actually going to be doing? And then eventually, like, it got confirmed by the administrators at the school. And I was just really surprised and kind of like, I guess a little confused about how it was going to work. Because I had, you know, it was just an abandoned building. That's McKenna Wheeler. She's a senior at BHS. Here's Rory Stein another senior. When it was announced that it was going to be in the old Macy's, it immediately became a joke. Uh, you know, from the get-go, it was like, you know, people were making making memes, uh, making jokes. And I remember thinking, I was like, you know, like, jokes aside, that's not a bad idea. Dan Hagen, the history teacher, grew up in Burlington, so he knew the Macy's well. Well, having grown up here and having, like, spent some of my formative years in this mall, I originally thought, like, you know, is that the Macy's where, you know, you go when your mom forces you to go buy new underwear or when you go and you want to hang out at Papa Gino's or the arcade or something like that? This is the 80s and early 90s. So I had all these other visions of it. Even the principal had her doubts about if they could pull this off. She remembers visiting Macy's with the architects after the decision to move in there had been made. There was nothing here. It was all empty. It was however Macy's had left this space. And I remember walking in and thinking, yeah, right. <laughs> like, how is this ever going to work? And how is this going to work in three months? Like, there, there is no way that we are going to be able to, to pull off making this a school. It took a few months, but by March 2021, BHS was welcoming students back to what they called their downtown campus. They erected classrooms with white walls, added a cafe in what used to be the Michael Kors section of the store, and hung up student artwork. Teachers were able to salvage some supplies from their classrooms in the old building. Here's John Mazuzan, the art teacher. 40 plus years of teaching art to go through my very best stuff to bring down and throw the rest away. So it gave me a great excuse to purge my room. Teachers and students had fun with the new space. There were guessing games about which classroom served as which department. I figured out that my classroom was uh, was cosmetics. We could tell by the marble floors and the uh, nice, nice ribbon of red carpeting going through it. And it was the entrance from the mall where you walked through the cosmetics and you were sprayed with the sample perfume, those types of things. Jokes on social media. I, I would like to say, as far as I know, I'm the first person to put Macy's 2022 in their Instagram bio. And general curiosity. Oh, you go to BHS? Oh, have you heard, like, oh, you're in Macy's then, right? I'm like, yeah, we're in Macy's. It's not that bad, I swear. The move also brought a new wave of school spirit. And after more than a year of remote learning, that was something students had really missed. Burlington High's mascot has always been a seahorse, but when they moved into Macy's, a new unofficial mascot was born. The mall rats were a big thing. I have a, I have a mall rat sweatshirt that one of the teachers made. But I, I think it's actually it's really good because in the past couple of years, especially with the pandemic, I've seen like school spirit start to die down. And to even even in this kind of like ironic sense to have school spirit, like you know, going to a, a soccer game and chanting go mall rats, something like that, it's uh, it's really enjoyable. But the move was a big adjustment in more than one way. BHS had been remote for an entire year by the time they moved into the Macy's building. Just like students all over the country, 
They had to adjust to being in a room full of people again, to attending class in person, navigating high school social dynamics masked and from a distance, but also the buzz of the escalators and backlit display cases, faux wood and converted dressing rooms. It was nothing like their old high school at all. Even masks and social distancing aside, it was unfamiliar. I remember going back last year, like when we first came to this building, I walked in and it did not feel like a school to me. It just felt like, you know, someone had done like a DIY makeshift school. And that's what we were in now. Even the fire alarm sounded different. The fire alarm is like polite. So weird. Did you hear it that time? Yeah, it's it like, just, it's like, a, it sounds like a phone ringing like you're calling someone just louder. Yeah. Did the old building have a louder fire alarm? Yeah. And that one was bad. It was like scary. <laughs> the new building, like a department store, doesn't have any windows. Coming in the first day was like kind of a shocker. I'd seen a couple pictures and some of my teachers had gone in to, to move before. I remember specifically my teacher, Mr. Hagen, said that uh, it felt like a casino because there were no windows and a lot of artificial light. And I kind of experienced that too the first day. Like as when you come into the building, it's very much um, like you lose sense of time. Rebecca Cunningham is a senior at BHS. And she said the new space took some getting used to, but being back in person made it worth it. There are no windows. You know, it's not BHS, it's a new building. And I remember showing up on the first day and there was music playing and someone was in the seahorse costume outside the front door greeting everyone. And people were just so excited to be back and seeing each other again. And I thought that was really special. When we come back, What was left behind when BHS abandoned its old building? Just a quick message from our underwriters, Bold Ideas from Vermont. A global pandemic has forced us to rethink almost every aspect of our lives. So where should we look for inspiration? On his new podcast, Bold Ideas from Vermont, Host David Roth thinks the solutions are closer to home than you might think. Along with co-host Meg Poli and special guests, David discusses the bold ideas grounded in Vermont know-how that can help us not only survive, but thrive. Listen and subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Go to boldideaspod.com. That's boldideaspod.com. Earlier this month, I spent a few days at downtown BHS. I wandered through the clean, somewhat bare white hallways and hopped into classrooms. What are you guys working on in here? We are working on a a, uh, two-point perspective and value. I saw the Michael Kors Cafe and the ribbons of red carpet stretching through the hallways. Um, So you're standing in the Michael Kors Cafe. Um, We have two lines uh, of service here. We're looking at ways that we Sometimes when turning a corner, three different floor patterns would converge into a sort of tacky mosaic. White tile, fake wood, and red carpet. So here's what Rory was saying. Two different types of, three different types of flooring all within. Yeah. There were old jewelry display cases with trophies and school memorabilia stuffed inside them. We filled it with our hardware. So 
This is our Scholars Bowl trophy, you know, oh um, the 2020 Scholars Bowl state champions. And then we also have our, our athletic awards in here. There were no lockers. Instead, posters of Levi jeans and Under Armour logos peppered the walls. The front office is where the dressing rooms once stood. They used to sell shoes. So you'll see some things on the wall that um, are some old brands. There's a, a sign that says last act as we walk through. Um, so they've kept a lot as of As quirky as it was, in a lot of ways, it was exactly like any other high school. Kids were laughing in the hallways and the tile floor made that particular squeaking sound under hundreds of pairs of sneakers. But red carpet and escalators aside, there are other ways it's different too. For one, the walls don't quite reach the ceiling. So there's a lot of noise. Something the school is working on addressing. There's four classrooms within a perimeter where the walls go to the ceiling. So we're sealed off from like noise around the escalator and the atrium, but um, we still compete kind of with each other. The other day I was in English class and we were talking about Frankenstein and going over some literary analysis of the text and having kind of a deep discussion. And then the band room, which is not that far away, was practicing and all of a sudden we heard them and it was just kind of this really <laughs> weird contrast. There have been moments where people will be talking about maybe something a little bit more private or just like not something that you want your full class to hear and then walk in the hallway and then walk in and realize, oh, everybody uh -huh. just heard what I said, which is like a little bit embarrassing. But after a certain point, you just kind of like get used to it and it's a little bit funny. That's Kalama Suma, a senior at BHS. She said as funny as the noise issue can be, it can also be seriously distracting. The noise levels can be really intense sometimes. I'm a migraine prone person and so last year it was just like so terrible. So some of the school this year, if you walk around it, you'll see that some of the classrooms have like half walls on part of them. And then on the other part, they have full walls and it's because like we need to have ventilation throughout the school, but also like we need to have some level of noise control. I'd be in classrooms sometimes and I couldn't hear my teacher because it was just, it felt like there were people, just a crowd of people around me, like all talking in my ear at once. McKenna Wheeler and Rahema Abdi, both seniors, said that in a lot of ways, they like being in a new space. It's really clean, it's close to downtown, there's no leaky roof, it's a more modern building. But in other ways, it feels unfamiliar and not quite like home yet. The other school was like so much more lived in, like there were like quotes on the wall and stuff, like being there didn't really feel like so like alien as much as like being here where it's like there's no windows there's no like there's art on the walls but it's not like the same type of art as like the old school or anything also trying to figure out where my classrooms are which was weird as a senior to have to figure out where stuff is in the school it is so embarrassing i like walk like i keep on walking myself like back to the escalators so i can be like okay like now try this hallway and like all these like sophomores and freshmen are seeing me i'm like i swear like i am a senior <laughs> After a tour one day, I sat down and chatted more with McKenna and Rahema about what moving to a new campus has been like for them. Both girls started high school in 2018. Their freshman and most of their sophomore years were pretty normal. No masks, no pandemic, no Macy's. They've both been back to the original campus since it shut down. The school still uses the athletic facilities there, and when they first closed, students were allowed to go pick up their books and other materials. There's some nostalgia in going back. 
My first year and a half-ish of high school was just like the only normal part of high school that I got was all there. And so all like, you know, the memories of, to me, what was like a real high school experience was there. So then going back and thinking about, you know, like what we missed out on because of COVID and because of the building and seeing that, it's, it's kind of nostalgic. It's a little bit sad. And I like stopped by to grab a book, I think. And it was so like weird. It was just walking in and I was like, I can't believe like I used to like come in here every day and like walk and like all that stuff. And then it was like suddenly like you cannot go past this point. And now like people like go to like the old school just like to I guess like hang out or whatever. Like there was this guy that had like a photo shoot there. I was there over the summer for basketball. And after one of the practices, I kind of just wanted to go see what the school looked like a little bit. So I went into the cafeteria, which is pretty close to the gym. And I remember it just looked, well, it looked abandoned um, and it looked kind of run down. I remember seeing like welcome back signs that were falling off the walls. Being back in a high school and spending the day talking mostly to high school students made me think a lot about my own high school experience. And when I was reflecting, I didn't really remember anything about what was on the walls of my classrooms or how clean the building was. But I remembered the senior alcoves. It was this part of the senior hallway across from the lockers where everyone would congregate. A lot of times we'd eat lunch there. It was a reliable place to find friends right after school. We'd meet in the alcoves and then walk to Starbucks or go hang out in someone's basement. They were really just outdated nooks with gray carpeted benches and chalk signatures decorating the brick walls around them. But there was nothing like this at Burlington High School anymore. No alcove or even large patch of grass for students to stand around and just do nothing. It definitely feels harder to socialize because there's less common space. At the old BHS, I remember every day when I came to school, we would all, like me and my friends, we would go to this area in the lobby that had these chairs. Yeah, Yeah, and we'd all hang out there before school started. And now when I come to school, well, if I make it on time, I, um, you know, I'll just go straight to my class. And there isn't really a common space for kids to hang out. There isn't a lunchroom. And for lunch, um, we just go with our like block three class. The thing is, teachers and administrators have really tried to make things great for these kids. They've lost a lot of sleep and worked long hours trying to figure out a way for students to be together physically. But talking to kids, it's clear. It's just not the same as going to school in a building intended to be a school. This Macy's wasn't designed to foster social interaction between students. It wasn't designed to provide quiet learning environments. So a lot of kids are struggling. Not only have they been through the ups and downs of pandemic schooling, they've been relegated to this sort of weird building that wasn't really made with them in mind. And no matter how hard adults around them are trying to make it great, there are serious flaws. Rahema said some of the news coverage has lost sight of that. What really, like... I didn't think about the entire like transition back into Macy's was just how many students were falling through the cracks and even now like you kind of like hear stuff and people are like yeah like I just didn't get put into that class or like yeah like it just like didn't really get figured out and it's like I don't think the articles thought about like how hard it was for everyone here like it was so much more work put in from like students and teachers than like just moving into a new school and it was all just handy dandy or whatever. A lot of people fell through the cracks and none of those articles really talked about that. They were just kind of like, oh, so funny, like kids in a mall instead of like kids who like are trying to graduate and kids who are like 
missing some credits or like had all of these accommodies at the old school and not here. Burlington High School will remain in the Macy's building until at least fall 2025, which is the deadline for the school district to have built a new high school. Last week, the school board announced that it had whittled down a list of possible locations for that school to a few finalists. Two sites on Institute Road, where the old high school still stands, and the downtown Gateway Block, a stretch of land along Main Street in Burlington. In the meantime, the administration is making adjustments to improve the Macy's campus. They've raised some of the walls, hung up more art. Students told me it's feeling more and more like home all the time. The full community being here and kind of leaving our mark, like the art on the walls and stuff like that has helped it become more of just like a school kind of vibe. Yeah, now we can like decorate the walls and like put up stuff and like club meetings and stuff because we actually have clubs. If there's anything the administration has taken away from the move, it's a willingness to embrace change. When they moved into Macy's, they also pushed back the school start time. They created a meditation and prayer room at school, which they never had in the old building. I think I've been able to see systems and structures in a way that is truly rare because You know, again, there were systems and structures that were in play at the original BHS, but then we had to throw those away when we went totally remote. Um, And then there were systems and structures at play when we were in hybrid, but then those kind of got tossed away when we, you know, moved into this space. So I think in some ways it's provided me an opportunity to really be able to like step back and look at what things we used to have that maybe worked, but it's provided the flexibility to change things that Maybe we're working, but like, were they really the best for kids? In 2025, BHS students will again adjust to a new school building. Teachers will move their classroom decorations again, and art will be taken down and rehung on new, clean white walls. By then, two full graduating classes will have attended high school exclusively in the Macy's building. In total, five classes of seahorses will graduate unofficially as mall rats. Grace Benninghoff is a reporting fellow for VT Digger. You can read more of her work and see photos of the Burlington High School Macy's renovation at vtdigger.org. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We use music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger Newsroom. See you then.